0: Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. 27.
1: I don't know. A bunch of years. 20 ish years in business. Almost 30.
0: Almost 30. It if depends you, what
1: you technically call when the day we started. Well, the first day we got it to hunt, the first day we were in business. But, anyways, we're getting lost
0: on technicalities here.
1: Big Honker Lodge, home of the Big Honker Lodge, home of the Big Honker Podcast. Check us out www.stamfieldhunting.com and holler at me for any specials, any dates that you'd be interested in.
0: If you, uh, dove season, we still got some openings there, a couple weekends. Second
1: weekend of dove season, I've got an opening. I got a weekend the fourth weekend of September. I can do a weekend. $450. You get a hunt all weekend, all your lodging, all your meals. Hunt Friday afternoon, two hunts on Saturday, and hunt Sunday morning. 450 a person.
0: The second weekend will have teal season, won't it? An yes. option?
1: We're booked up on that teal hunt already. Well,
0: sorry about that. So you can come out here and dove hunt, though. It's always a really good time. Yep. And uh, also, if you're wanting to waterfowl hunt, we are filling up fast. So um, with Canada looking like it might not be open, the phones are definitely starting to ring. So if you're wanting dates, you better give us a holler. Talk to Jeff, 940-658-3172. We are also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. They are the best silhouette that you can get out there. It is a worthy investment. They're light.
1: They're durable. They work well.
0: Five dozen in a bag. You can keep your trailer nice and neat. That's big to me now. The older that I get, the more I want to stay organized. Dive Bomb helps with that. They've got floaters coming out. Floaters are already out, actually. Uh, black and white silhouettes, which I'm really excited about getting my hands on. they got a lot of cool things going on over there at Dive Bomb. So check them out, divebombindustries.com. You can get everything set up for this coming waterfowl season. It is a couple months away, so you better get on it. Look them up, divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth. Hits like a freight train. I love it. It's a lifestyle. It's like shooting lead back in the day, Jeff says.
1: It, it is. Exactly like it. Best stuff there is. You can shoot you can go back and shoot your 20 gauge your 28 gauges, 410, whatever you want to do. That's bossshotshells.com.
0: Yep. The cool thing about it is, is it's bringing the sub-gauge culture back. Yep. I like that. I'm not very good with sub-gauges. I'm good with 12. I don't I'm, know. That's
1: pretty debatable.
0: I'm adequate with 12. 28 gauges, but if that's your jam, man, look them up. BossShotShells.com. You don't have to sacrifice uh, sacrifice any power by shooting those sub-gauges. BossShotShells.com. And uh, Pacific Calls. They're great. They got uh, a little bit of everything. Duck Calls, Goose Calls, Snow Calls, Speck Calls, One Stop Shop. Uh, I will tell you, if you are in the market for a Speckle Belly Call, I would give those guys A holler at pacificcustomcalls.com, or you can look them up. They're really active in our uh, podcast group. So if you need anything from them, they got a hell of a spec call. It's really, really easy to blow. Most spec calls, you got to fucking feel like you're going to blow an o ring trying to operate it. Not with those. Not with those. Pacific Calls. um, Can't say enough about them. So go check them out. PacificCustomCalls.com. And also, we are brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're field duck hunting you need spinners the more the merrier go to luckyduck.com get the spinners that you're going to need remote operated so if you're hunting a field that's got both ducks and geese hand hand if you hadn't listened to this podcast before geese don't really like spinners with the remotes on these lucky ducks you can just turn them off whenever geese come flick them back on when the ducks get in the air they've also got uh dog boxes got it all predator calls varmint calls Luckyduck.com. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. Also have a podcast out, Bourbon Review, real popular. Looking Glass Duck Club. I think that's what it's called. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Yep,
1: Logan Piatt. They put on a good. They put on a good podcast. They're interesting. they fun, fun to listen to. It's a, a man's. It's a man's podcast.
0: So all you uh, protesting, sniveling little bitches out there in Seattle probably aren't listening to it.
1: Not 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 a.
0: But you can look them up anywhere that you listen, wherever you listen to this podcast. You can find the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. They've also got a sweet little hoodie, jacket, some apparel. Uh, Definitely check them out. A lot of fun. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines out there in high Texas. Texas made wine. Skeleton key. Can't say enough about it. Pairs up nice with a big slab of red meat. Got the 4th of July coming up. Get your lady nice and tooted.
1: They can ship it to you direct. Just look them up at williamandchris.com. Williamandchriswines.com.
0: Williamandchriswines.com. Or if you're in high Texas, I think that they're starting to open back up. You can do a a taste testing tour. We need to get out of this corona. Yes. Something fierce. And let's see here. Oh, J2 Outdoors, the Ice Ripper.
1: No no reason. If you live up north, if you live north of Oklahoma – anywhere in the country, and it freezes and your water gets froze up, there's no excuse. All the money you spend on decoys, leases, and everything else to not have a couple of ice rippers.
0: Cheap investment goes right in. Keeps your honey hole open. No sense in letting Mother Nature end your season. Keep that bad boy going. Keep the water open. Best bait in the world. Open water. If you got food around, you got open water, you'll have ducks.
1: And it's j2outdoors.com
0: j2outdoorsllc.com. Dot com. Finally, last but not least, we're brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. It's the way to go. You get a whole beef,
1: half a beef, they're whatever selling, you want. They're selling to NFL players. I just saw where New England starting left tackle was at their place buying him. He, he bought him a half a beef. No shit. Yep, just 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 this week. If you're going to buy beef and you go to the grocery store, you're over. You're paying way over them. Go order you a half a beef, a quarter of beef, a whole beef. Have it delivered to you, or you can go pick it up package sealed ready to go you know what you're getting you can custom order what cut you want of the meat and that's 14cattlecompany.com
0: look them up and uh great sponsor we're excited to get our beef we'll get our beef what in august
1: late august yep
0: it's so a way to go people don't pay seven or eight dollars for hamburger meat just go to 14 cattle company get it sent right to you
1: i think right now the going rate was about 650 a pound for the whole thing it stakes everything right. and hell that's cheaper than buying hamburger meat at a grocery store no shit yeah, and I may be wrong on the price, but that's about, I think that's what I saw the other day.
0: All right. That is all of our great sponsors. We appreciate uh, every one of them, everything that they do for us. All right. This episode of the podcast, we are joined by 190 pounds of pure whip-ass Logan Morrow. Logan is uh, the jiu-jitsu instructor here in our local area, and uh, I wanted him on. I wanted him on so that uh, he can talk about his experience with jiu-jitsu and uh, – you know, with, with with police, you know, they're calling for police reform and stuff like that. I think it's important for police officers and all first responders to be uh, competent in hand-to-hand combat. So uh, he's also a paramedic out here. He's a great guy. I, I, I really enjoyed our time with him, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Logan Morrow.
1: Alright, here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. This podcast is sponsored to you by Boss Shot Shells. You shot
0: out of a cannon this morning. Is it all that money you won last night?
1: Yes, that's it. Are you going to introduce yourself, dickhead?
0: <laughs> I'm Andy Shaver. Uh, looking across the way, we got what do you weigh? 190 pounds. 190. Yeah. 190 pounds of what Zach calls 190 pounds, and you don't want to fuck with this.
1: There is one bad motherfucker sitting at our table today, and it's not Andy Shaver, and it ain't fucking Logan Morrow. It's Jeff fucking Stanford uh, <laughs> That's, who it is.
0: that's, right. that's uh, right. Logan Morrow, you're uh, you're Brown Belt, Brown Belt in Jiu Jitsu. Yes, sir. You're a certified badass. Move this a little bit closer to you. So, yep, there you go.
1: Don't don't be scared. All right. You gotta get you gotta get it up in your grill. <laughs> When did you, you start this fighting? Uh,
2: 2013.
1: So you've been seven years yep. to be a brown belt. Yep. So that's, I don't know. that's quick,
2: isn't it? Uh, that's probably about average.
0: Because they say average.
2: black belt's about 10, right? About 10, yeah.
1: So if some, some bitch is really a legit black belt, you don't need to fuck with him is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, they, they, uh, they know how to hurt you, for sure.
1: So, so you don't, if, if you're in a situation in today's world the way things are, you don't you're not worried about someone hurting you physically unless they had a weapon, are you?
2: Oh yeah, if they get their hands on me, I'm not too worried about it.
1: That's what I'm saying. Other yeah. than that?
2: Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Unless they knock me out with one punch, other than that, no.
1: And that's something that a lot of
0: people don't give enough credit. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: absolutely. And I mean, Mike that, Tyson got beat once because of that.
0: And I mean, that's just why you just don't go fucking with people just because <laughs> exactly. there's no sense in putting yourself into that. Now, you were you were a senior when I was a freshman and Logan Morrow today and Logan Morrow oh, Of man. course everybody grows up, but You once, grew. W- yeah. Once you once you kind of once you get how am I gonna put this uh secure in your ability to manhandle another man basically, you calm down quite a bit. You mellow out a lot. Oh,
2: absolutely. You, you get, get more confidence. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. How much sure. did you
1: weigh when you was in high school?
2: I uh, graduated at 150.
1: Me and Hutch, your old football coach, uh-huh. I'm sorry everybody else who, me, me and you knew who we were talking about, but <laughs> Hutch and me were standing somewhere and you walked by, and I think it was probably when Andy, it was he when he was still coaching here, probably when you was three years out of high school, yeah. and you walked by with that shitty grin and you had, hey coach, yeah. and smiled, and hey dickhead or something, whatever he said to me. And Wayne, he goes, god dang it, boy, he fucking grew after he got out of football, didn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah. He said, I wish he had been like that size when he was in school.
2: Yeah, yeah, I grew quite a bit, like, right after I graduated.
1: What made you want to start fighting?
2: So I got into jiu-jitsu because uh, Gage has always been small for, mm-hmm. for his age. You know? He still is, tiny. You know? And uh, there you go. <laughs> I wanted, kind of wanted something for me and him to do together. And so I went and tried it out first. Called Tanchi, Joseph Tanchi, Abilene. He got me set up, and I told him I wanted to bring my kid in. He got Gage set up. And uh, that was why I started. And then I got addicted. Like, I just wanted to train all the time. Went to a tournament, got beat up bad, and then I was hooked in. I was like, I don't want to get beat that bad ever
1: again in my life. And so that's what it was about was yeah. just – Now, what gets me is you go to the Nationals, and, and you have a chance to be a National champion if if this corona shit happened, right?
2: Uh. So we were planning on going to Nationals – I don't remember what weekend. It was two or three weekends ago. And, uh, yeah, that got canceled.
1: But you had a legit chance to win it all.
2: This was probably my best chance at winning Nationals and Masters Worlds this year. Why is that? Um, so I've gone against a few guys that have beat world champions. Um, I've gone against world medalists, high-ranking guys uh, this year. This, I feel like this is probably the best I've felt against good guys this year are great guys at my level and there's
1: there's zero money in this it's not like
2: ufc when you right no i mean i've gone and done super fights where you can get money but no the main things i compete in no i'm just spending my own money just to get a three dollar medal medal.
1: but that that says a lot though you're working your ass off for nothing what about transforming your how old are you 40 (laughs) 36 36 okay i I get bad on age I was bragging on it. You did that too much. I said, well, forty years old. Logan's a bad motherfucker for 40. I hope, I hope I'm still doing this when I'm forty. <laughs> Thirty-six <laughs> years old, though. That's when men get old. Because yeah. I, I've told Andy, when you get to thirty-five, that's the that's usually the peak of. I'm not saying you can't get better, but about thirty-five professional athletes don't get better after thirty-five. Usually, they usually regress. Right, right. What would you, you have? You ever thought about entering one of these Tough Man contests, UFC deals, just to see how you could do?
2: Uh, originally, when I first started, I thought. I'm going to get into MMA eventually. And then I got so obsessed with just grappling. So they used to have uh, striking, which they still do have striking. They just started back up. But whenever I first started, they had a striking coach. And I would take the striking class, and while I'd be over there boxing, you know, I'd look over and see them rolling. You know, and I'd want to be over there with them. Mm-hmm. So eventually I just quit doing the striking class.
1: So you don't have any interest in just – you wouldn't like to go to one of these deals, UFC, and just see how you do?
2: I think anymore would be pretty tough just to step in there with only one martial art. you got to be pretty well-rounded. Yeah, I mean. Anymore. I, I think, yeah, in the beginning, you know, you could step in there just grappling and, and submit some folks. And I have no doubt Zach is stu- so fast. <laughs> I, have, I have no doubt Zach could step in there right now. Zach don't w- need to do that shit. And, and, do that. And, and, and he could win just off his speed alone. No, he's fast.
1: Zach is quick. He always has been. Yeah. He was a whole lot better athlete than Andy was. But
2: the difference between me and Zach is I'm not fast like that. I'm more of a slow, grind-you-out type person. Yeah, but you're a bigger guy. Yeah.
1: He's going to be fighting everybody he fights. He's going to be a fast guy. Yeah,
2: not as fast as him. He's he's quick. He's quick. I know we're we're changing subjects here, but the tournaments he's been to, his first round has been against people that have grappled their whole lives, wrestlers, judo guys, judo brown belts. Like, he went to the end and lost on a ref's decision to a judo brown belt. You know he, he wore a wrestler out on his feet. This guy couldn't take Zach down.
0: Now, what's the difference in ju- judo and jujitsu? Judo's just like judo, all those throws and mostly stuff.
2: throws. Yeah, you can submit on the ground, but they don't give you a lot of time. They stand you back up. So
0: really, if you're if you're a jujitsu guy going against to a to judo guy, judo guy's probably going to have an advantage just on the feet. Right. Just and because I, he's used if, to.
2: If I had to do it over again, I'd tell Zach to pull guard on that guy. But I hate to tell people to change their game. Right. You know. Because yeah. if he'd have lost, then he'd been mad at me.
0: We were talking about uh, the, the training, and I was like, I would much rather roll with you than roll with that fucking Tasmanian devil that Zach is. Oh,
2: absolutely. Because
0: Zach, you're done, and you're like, what? The, what, yeah. what the fuck just happened? Yeah. But with you, like, you can actually, <clears throat> you can you slow down your pace to kind of whoever you're going against. Oh, so if you're yeah. going against a high level guy, well, you're all out. But if you're going against a guy like me, that was ass from his elbow, you can you can tailor yourself. Zach has one speed. Yeah, zero that's to hundred. Yeah. Wrecking ball. Yeah. Wreck it, Ralph.
2: That's that wrestler mentality. You know, I know I didn't have a wrestler background, but he has that mentality. Uh, I used to train with a 43-year-old wrestler when I first started. He was a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, but wrestled his whole life, you know. Yeah, man, he was mean. Fast. <laughs> you couldn't put any weight on him. Like, if you leaned into him, you are going down.
1: He uses that against to his advantage. Oh, absolutely. Have you ever had been in a situation in public where you thought you were going to have to wrestle somebody?
2: No, not really. And that goes back to the confidence factor, I think. I think people see you're confident, and they just leave you alone, honestly.
0: Well, and you're not as apt to get into a bad situation. Like, you know the consequences. You're more uh, apt to, like, pull yourself out of a bad situation.
2: And, and yeah, that's the other thing. I just leave people alone, too. So.
1: That, that's the biggest thing yeah. to do. And I never go out. But But you're not one. <laughs> but if you saw somebody punking somebody or taking advantage of somebody you would get involved oh absolutely and see that's what pisses me off about our country we live in is people don't i'm that way I, i may get my ass beat whatever but if i see somebody hurting a woman or a kid or just hurting someone being an asshole i'm gonna say something to them Luckily, I've always been big enough that most people didn't. do You know, they would. Right. If, if that big motherfucker's not afraid to jump in the middle of it, I'm not in. The, right. But I'll say something. I'm not scared. I'm probably gonna get my ass whooped, but I'm not gonna back down from nobody. I'm too dumb to do that. But I'm gonna help somebody in that situation, and it wears me out. And you see these people beating people up, and they're just videoing and shit. And, and I don't understand that.
2: I think that goes back to we're raised yes, to sir. mind our own business. In in some aspects, you know, and and we don't have people telling us growing up. I mean, I know we do out here, but I think some people are taught, you know, violence isn't the answer or whatever. When, yeah, I mean, I understand violence isn't the answer, but you're going to have to be violent in life, you know, Mm. And, and so... People are told, mind their own business, don't be violent. And so they'll just watch somebody get their ass whooped, you know, instead but, of instead of stepping in and, and, and being violent when they
1: have to. What would well, Poncho do if he knew that you sat there watching watched somebody to get beat? Oh, he'd have been yeah, he'd have been livid. Yeah, because your know? dad was, you know, like my dad. They, they That's the way they were raised. And that I think that's the, one of the directions our country's taken wrong. People would rather video shit than help someone. Right, right. Man, and another thing is they're like, well, I don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. If, I, if you ain't got shit, what are they going to get anyways? Right, I've never right. heard anybody getting sued for breaking up a fight. Right. Um. You you weigh 190 pounds mm-hmm. now. When you started doing this, how would you weigh?
2: Two fifteen.
1: So you've oh, you lost were that heavy?
2: Yeah. Really? Which I was in paramedic school. I just finished paramedic school, so I looked Taunchi up like halfway through paramedic school, and I was like, all right, as soon as I pass my national registry, I'm uh I'm calling Taunchi, and uh. Yeah, I was 213, 215, because all I did was eat cheeseburg- cheeseburgers every night, <laughs> you know. We'd get out of class, go eat, and then I'd come home and study and stay awake while I study, and I'd be eating, you know. And so, yeah, I put on, I put on a significant amount of weight just in that year in pa- paramedic school. And Zach's I paramedic no school, idea.
1: he's doing complete opposite. Yeah. He don't eat nothing yeah. that's not fucking good for him, just about.
0: But yeah. he had that outlet before he started. Right, right, right. S- so, I couldn't imagine Zach three years ago drinking and and. Doing what he did. Trying to go to paramedic school. Trying to go to paramedic school? Yeah. I, tough. It would I don't think he'd make it through that. But now he's got a good discipline and a good base yeah. underneath him. Yeah. So
1: do the like the Army Rangers, the SEALs, those guys, the special forces guys, do they all learn jiu-jitsu? So I think when you
2: I think when you go into the military, you you learn some form of ji-jitsu
1: I'm talking about the guys that are the the badasses, the ones that are knocking down doors and. I don't
2: know how much they learn, and I think you take like somebody like Jocko. If he's your team leader, you're going to learn jujitsu. You know, I don't know if all of them are like that though, because I'm pretty sure Goggins doesn't know jujitsu. I mean, I know he knows something. He knows how to whip your right. ass. You know, they
0: probably take a, a real rudimentary course in just how to control somebody's right, body. Right. I think
2: I think so much of. Uh, just listening to Jocko and Goggins talk, I think in the SEALs a lot of it is personal accountability. I th- like y'all hold each other accountable. So if you have something like Jocko that's over you, yeah, you're going to learn jujitsu. You're going to do a lot of, you're going to do a lot of rough stuff. Yeah, because your
1: life's on the line a lot yeah. of times, and your and, and their life their life is on the line because mm-hmm. of you. I always wonder about that because you'd see a play, you'll 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 see somebody that's a a SEAL or a Ranger, just a, just a, a guy, and most of those guys have a quiet demeanor. Mm-hmm. They're not going around starting shit. No. That's not their way. They are. And they sit in the corner and they don't say shit. But they get surrounded by three guys. and like, what are you, bad Navy? So you can whip three of us? Well, them fuckers are used to getting shot at and shit. Mm-hmm. They're really not. If it's just a fair hand-to-hand combat, they're not worried yeah. about you whipping their ass. I think
2: three average dudes corners Jocko, and yeah, they're, they're, they're getting their ass. That, 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 that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're just not going to. That, 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 that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And, and you're not going to intimidate them. No. Because they've seen. I mean, when you've gotten shot at or cut at and whatever it is, you're not going to be worried about somebody hurting you with their no. fist.
2: And and two, they're they're taught that, you know, even if they are scared that if they panic it's just gonna make it worse. Yes.
0: You know, so. Yeah. So so at thirty six, do you do you think at forty that you can still be doing this at a high level? Like jujitsu so. doesn't have one thing that people probably don't understand that have never done it, it's not a high impact sport like football or something. Right. Like you're right. not running into a brick wall right. repeatedly.
1: I saw you fucking moping around here for a month after oh, Jiu Jitsu. Yeah,
0: I, I fucked up my shoulder. That's neither here nor there. Shit like that happens, but Overall, it's a fairly it's a fa- it's easy on your body for the mo- you're going to be sore, but you're it's not the high impact like soccer or football. It's not hard on your knees so- and Soccer. Shit.
2: I think if you are a hobbyist, you can definitely make it as easy as you want to. Show up, drill, maybe get a few live rounds. That's me, Jeff. Day. He's talking all about day. me. If if you want to be competitive, then yeah, it's going to be because you're going to be going to competition class and running into people like Zach, you know, so it's going to be high impact. But sometimes. you have not
1: helped his fucking head from. Going I, don't down by I don't
2: brag on I don't brag on into to his face, asking <laughs> him. I don't tell him nothing. Uh, to he his used face. to
1: listen to this all the time when he still hung out with us. Some, you know, he'll probably listen to. Oh, he'll <laughs> listen to this one, I promise you. If you fucking farted, he'd want to sniff it first. So. <laughs> and Andy should know. Mister Miyagi was an old fucker. There you go. Yeah. You don't have to be young to be a fucking badass.
0: I think Mister Miyagi was a badass before he was old. We
1: haven't carried it on.
2: And you'll run into 40-year-old wrestlers who are going to be mean to you, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be times that it's high impact, and then there's times that, like, I, I'll, you know, go to open mat and roll with nothing but upper belts, and sometimes we'll roll hard, and sometimes, you know, it may just be kind of a lax round. You know, And really, truly, if you're rolling against other competition guys, that's that's not going to happen very often because I don't want somebody to get something over me, you know, and they don't want me to get something over them.
1: We – uh. We have a lot of clients that are. They'll come in with the zombie shirts and shit on. And, really? Yeah, and talk to him. And we got one guy, Matt Marshall. That's yeah. he goes all he goes to competitions and stuff. <laughs> he's
0: forty plus. And I would yeah. have
1: never known or thought I would have never thought Matt was a wrestler uh, that I, know, I call it wrestling. Whatever. Jiu-jitsu. I would have never thought that from him. I mean, he just yeah. n- didn't seem. And I, I don't know why. I don't know what the trademark is for somebody like that. But he's just an easygoing regular guy. But he goes and he goes to competitions and everything.
0: I think it was like Logan. I think he wanted something to do with this kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, son grew. I think, you know, they're they're in the big city. So mm-hmm. it's just an outlet for them to to do something together and right. um, took it up and ran. What I want to know is why don't more cops do it? Do you think that there's like an ego deal that goes on with them? Like they get this
2: badge and then all of a sudden they don't want to go and get ragdoll at a, at a I, class? I, I think so. I think so. I think that's what it is. Because um, all the paramedics here are on, are doing jujitsu,
0: but you're, you don't have a single cop
2: no. in the
0: county. No. Or any Haskell County, Baylor County, none of the counties right. around us. Right. There's not a single cop that
2: shows up. Right. I think that's a lot of it. I think like they just don't want to go
0: to class and then see everybody right, it, it, from the public right. watching them getting wrecked all around. That's what I think. That's I, what I think.
1: I, I think you're going to see in the next 18 months – some um, policies implemented by the federal government on our state and local police that part of their funding is going to be they're going to have to do more things like that. Right. Maybe not the old guys that are still in because right. it's tar- it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Right. The old guys think they, they can handle it. They've done it for years. But I think all the young guys to get T-Close certified are probably going to have to start taking some basic, doing some different things, more hand-to-hand stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. One of my buddies is a uh, was a cop in the Midland Odessa area. I believe he's just a teacher now in, or instructor in uh, Stephenville. He just started his own gym and he's he's a huge advocate for cops to train. Anybody in the Stephenville area needs to go go look him up, especially law enforcement.
1: Well, police officers have the hardest job in America, I think right now especially. I
2: think I think it's a very stressful job.
1: Very it, stressful It's job. it's horrible and it's going to be harder and harder to find police officers. But their life is getting to be on the line every day. I mean, cops have always put their life on the line, but now it's to a whole different mm-hmm. level. I mean, the, the, you, every every week you hear about a cop that's just assassinated. Somebody walks by their car and shoots him in the head or some shit. And now that jujitsu ain't gonna do you any good for that. But no, 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 absolutely but not. The the Atlanta incident for sure. That guy was whipping them cops' ass.
2: And there was two of them. And I didn't watch the whole video. I started it. and I, Like I was telling them earlier, once I start a long video, I, I usually give up. and
1: i yeah, moved on to something if else. If it's more than 90 seconds, it loses me.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what happened. But one of my friends from Lubbock messaged me, and they were like, I watched this video. He came and trained with us a couple of times. And he was like, these cops would have handled this guy if he trained with someone like you. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I didn't watch the video, but just based off what he said, yeah.
1: That, I mean, they, they were getting their ass He was a big boy. He wasn't yeah. a little guy. Yeah. And he deserved to get his ass shot. When he took that cop's taser and shot it at him, he deserved everything that happened to him. And people say you can't shoot him in the back. When a guy's running away from you, he can turn torso back and shoot at you. Right. And you get plugged in the back. So, right. it could happen. But, if he would have complied, that would have never happened. Well, right, but right. if they could have wrestled, they may have got it. But you know what? In this situation, in the world we're living in right now, it's real simple for another guy to come jump in because they don't always jump in and help mm-hmm. the police like you think. Right, right. Because I'm always I see that happen. I'm thinking, why is someone not helping the cop? Mm-hmm. What would you do? You would help the cop, oh, wouldn't absolutely. You? That's right, absolutely. You know, and, and and but that don't happen no more. Right. Fuckers watch cop getting the shit beat out of them. But mm-hmm. if well, those that, guys, I mean,
0: that was off of a security cam video too. Like we don't know if there was anybody even in the parking lot. No, I,
1: I've not seen the video. I've seen two or point. three different videos of it, but oh no, I don't know if anybody else was there. You're right, but anyways, that guy was whipping their ass, mm-hmm. and when he took that taser, he made a choice mm-hmm. that he deserved. I mean, that's a punishable. That's a that everybody knows what happened, and everybody's right. different opinions. But I think majority of people will say if you take that fucking guy's taser, you deserve to get fucking plugged. I think so.
0: But now they're saying that the taser had already been fired twice, and I guess if if you shoot a taser twice. Who it's done? You shouldn't take the taser though. I, I'm 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 with you there, but yeah. I think that's what they're going to get them on is that they're going to try to prove that those cops knew that the taser was no threat the, anymore because the, it had already been fired those cops twice. will walk. But you know, cops they they're, they're going to get in physical tussles. Mm-hmm. They do every day, almost every day, and I don't understand. I just don't understand why they wouldn't
2: want to better their odds. Well, not just them, any first responder, uh, nurse. Yeah, nurses are attacked more than. Any of us, and they don't really? have anybody to help them usually. No, they don't why, have some, why is that? Just because I think because of the go, clientele. Um, I think part of it is. Uh, I think you have a dude alone uh-huh. in, in a room with a nurse, and he's oh, drunk usually. You know? Right. I think I think he's going to take the obvious choice. If if he's going to attack someone, it's going to be a you know tiny female. As opposed to getting his ass pulled by some dude, you know.
1: And and hospitals today are covered up with mental patients. Mm-hmm. You know, every time something fucking oh, happens, yeah, then a, they go to the hospital.
2: That's a huge issue too. You know, um, people, you know, being assaulted by people with behavioral issues, psych patients.
1: And we see more and more of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because we just put them on the streets. There's nowhere to go for them. Right. We don't. We can't lock them up for more than three days or whatever it is. You know. And, and, and nobody wants to take take that responsibility. The city doesn't want to have to pay for it. The school system, the jail, whatever, whoever it is, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be responsible right. for locking them up and putting them up. And so the guy who signs orders, he's signing over them orders to whatever jurisdiction he's of, and then they got to pay for it. And so he's like, fuck that, let them go. Right. And then there's somebody else's problem, and they turn out to be y'all's problem, because just like on the ambulance, y'all get calls to the same people over and over again, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are mental issues. Right. Let's talk paramedic for a minute. All right. Cool job. What's the goofiest shit you've ever seen that you can talk about? Man, what do you mean goofy? Just fucking wild shit. <laughs> like I'll tell you an example. A police officer that hung with me one time. He told me he said I said I asked him I said What's the wildest shit you ever seen? He said I got a call of a gunshot at the Bahama, or whatever. it used to be a club right outside of Arlington when I was in high school in the Bahamas or some shit. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, he said, get, get there. And there's a guy laid over the back seat, and he's got blood all down his back and going dripping down his legs and shit. Yeah. And he's like, so he goes over, and he said, the first thing I do is I'm thinking, this guy's going to die. He, somebody shot the fuck out of him, and he's going to bleed out, so I'm going to try to find out who this is. So I asked him, I said, hey, who shot you? And he goes, nobody shot me. He goes, what the fuck happened? He goes, Joe was ramming a glass baby bottle up my ass, and it broke. Oh. <laughs>
2: I don't have anything near that <laughs> good. That. He said, "I was shocked when he told me that." I was like, "I mean, you get in the back of the ambulance, just you know, two EMS personnel and a and a patient. They're like quick to show you their genitals, but I mean, nothing that good. They're like, look at this. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why do most, they
1: show
0: mm,
2: you? Their most genitals? most white
1: if, guys don't do that shit. If
2: uh, if if that's what the call is, you'd be amazed at what you get called to. A person walks from their house to the ambulance, and three cars in the driveway." Yeah, But yeah. People are the genitals. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> no. They're like, you want to look at it? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, <"Nah>, look here.
1: <laughs> we you- talking guys more than girls or girls?
2: Oh, definitely guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand
1: <laughs> that shit. Hey, you want to like see the- my penis? No, I have one. F- I've never wanted to see another I one. I think
2: the funniest one was uh hasn't wasn't that long ago. We got paged to the river and a a guy was just like laid out on the ground by the river. He'd been walking the river, but. I mean he was definitely under the influence of something he was funny, man. He was <laughs> telling me stories on the way in about magical rubies he had in his pocket and wolves wow. attacking him.
1: ain't it amazing though how some people can be a happy fuck up person and yeah. others that are just mad and want to yeah. fight everybody all the time
2: well and I think that's uh whenever whenever we run on somebody with a the town myth and they call us they're funny while they're with us you know and then Within the nurses, they'll tell us a different story. They'll be like, "When you dropped them off, they were a complete different person." You know, but is that us, just
0: the drug taking a different stage or I, t- metabolizing differently? I have
2: no idea, man. I have no or idea. Or do they just see these nurses and they're like, "That's I'm probably a dick. lot of it."
0: What do you think? What do you What do you have a tougher time with, alcohol or or drugs? With your pati- I would personally,
2: with your patients? I'd personally rather run on somebody. High on drugs and alcohol. Really, most Al- of th- most alcohol of guys are assholes. They're terrible. Most of the time, people once they get their fix with with drugs, they're happy. They kind Al- of mellow yeah, out. Alcoholics go the other way. They're
1: they're horrible. See, drunks like Tony. Tony's a happy drunk. Yeah. If he gets drunk, he's a big goofy looking fucker, smiling over in the corner. Yeah. Licking his fucking fingers and shit. You know, he's just happy as hell. Yeah. I'm a loud drunk. Yeah. Zach is a mean drunk when I'm, he drinks. I am
2: obnoxious. Haley says I am mean. Zach, <laughs> Zach,
1: Zach was too, and he, I fucking stand. It. But, but every every but drink,
0: Tony's fights, he was probably under the influence.
1: Tony never ever started a fight in his life. I understand. He ended a whole bunch of. I understand. Them. Tony was that guy that you'd have to worry about because yeah. if he hit you once, yeah, I've seen him go put night night. I've seen him put multiple people night night out more than once yeah. in a bar. But well he ahead. never started a fight ever. He had
2: a, he had a hammer on him, huh? uh, big
1: time. He knows how to. Swim. He boxed some. He yeah. fought in tough man contests. He was. He's a, Tony used to be a scrapper, but he hit you like a fucking mule.
0: But he's under the influence whenever he fought. Most uh, of those sometimes fights. he
1: was sober. At That's the why bar. I knock a guy out of a bowling alley one night who he hit a who touched a girl. She was rough with a girl, and he went and got in the middle of it. And it's one of our clients' sister. He told us later, I didn't know that. And Tony got in the middle of it and told the guy, he said, "If you lay a hand on her again, I'm going to hurt you." And the guy poked Tony with his finger in his chest, in Tony's chest. Tony said, if you poke me one more time, I'm gonna knock your fucking ass out. And that's what he did. He poked him again? And not, and hurt the guy bad. One punch. I mean, but he has he he knew how to punch and he's a big guy. Yeah. That's the dangerous guy. Oh man, yeah. Because it just takes more, one time. More time. Yeah, it just takes one yeah. time.
0: So now so I mean, do you see anybody that's that's high on marijuana that other than like a car crash or anything? Like you're not getting calls that somebody overdosed no. on no. weed or, or something like that.
2: No, we're not running calls on somebody just because they smoked weed.
1: Even your meth guys don't usually... It's
2: no, that's usually like chest pain because... Or they just get scared because they've never smoked meth before. Yeah.
1: And, and, and when I've had to deal with guys to magistrate them out of jail, the drunk, I, I don't even go see them till the next day. Yeah. And they all come in the same. Them motherfuckers are miserable. They've mm-hmm. they've been fucked up. The drug guys are completely different because a lot of times it don't. it's more than a day before they really get cleaned up. And yeah. some of... Some of our locals They really got some problems It's a week before you When you go back up Sometimes I'll have to See them a second time For something mm-hmm. And their demeanor From the first day For a druggie And the seventh day Is so completely different mm-hmm. A drunk the next morning Is always the same mm-hmm. I've never had a drunk guy That's still bitter And pissed in the morning He's always re- re- regretful and right. And knows right. it But a druggie The next morning They they don't They don't seem To give a fuck usually Right But when you go back That next time to see him If you have to Like three, four, five, seven days And that shit's got Out of their system they're holding completely different people. And right. We've got some guys in town and ladies that have had a lot of issues that I see in town, and that's not the person I deal with when they're sober, and they're really good people. Mm-hmm. But they got they get fucking addicted to that shit. But most of them aren't mean. Right. I mean, they, they're they they're a, a cars-unlocked-cut thief. Yeah. They're not going to break right, the window right. to steal shit out, but they'll take advantage of it. Yeah. And they're just, it's different.
0: And I just don't know, like, knowing what we know about marijuana and how it just kind of a lot of people use it medicinally a lot of mm-hmm. people use it just to kind of chill out but alcohol is a known you get aggressive when you're on alcohol right we know that
2: yeah the only people that have ever swung on me uh while i've been working have been drunk
0: and th- were they patients or were they just yeah, bystanders?
2: Yeah. No, they were patients, yeah. He the did, only, he's the
0: never
1: only, had a bystander jump on you. Well, I mean, and the,
2: well, and, I, I and mean the, you don't the know only, what you
1: fucking the, get into. The only
2: bystanders that ever really yell at us or are aggressive with us, you know, vocally, are drunk, you know.
1: I was at a call one time, and that's not true. We we did a call one time. It was a code blue. guy was dead. And I was the first person there, and I went in the room to check on the guy, and he was blue. Mm-hmm. And the lady was told me, she goes, you can't touch him. He's got a DNR. Ma'am, I'm not going to do nothing. Trust me, I don't want to do nothing anyways. And y'all come in the door, and you, y'all got him loaded up. And I'm going to tell you something. You got you load a dead guy up that weighs 200 and some pounds. That's not fucking easy. Fucking Logan lo- loaded that motherfucker up like a rag doll. <laughs> Boy, threw him on that fucking deal and started doing stuff. And the lady was on your ass about a DNR and you and Yeah, you, but
2: that's emotional. Th- that's know, that's right. pretty emotional. But you but you, know?
1: you you jumped right back at her, you said, Listen, if you show me one, we quit doing this. Right. And, and and it didn't matter. But that's the first but that's all she was worried about. Was yeah. that DNR? That's all she talked about the whole time. I,
2: don't, I vaguely remember that. Um and if it's the one I'm thinking about, they were arguing. Family yes. was arguing. Yeah, it was a team. horrible situation. And I didn't want to be involved no. in the long term of that.
1: I went down there to try to help. Yeah. And I got there, like I've made a lot, you've been, you've seen me a lot of times, a lot of times we had the girl, a lady on the ambulance, and so if it was during regular hours or even late if I was home, it was you and another lady trying to pick people up sometimes, and I would try and to come the help. And that's the way this one was, yes. I Yes, yes. And so I went there, and I was the first fucking person. I remember driving up, and I thought, fuck, I don't want to be the first person, because you could hear the the commotion in the mm, house mm-hmm. and I I went in the door and she, they, they when they were fucking bickering and shit they were fighting over insurance already fucking mm-hmm. basically what they've done right and it was a big fucking mess but right. you got there right after me and but that's
2: I, I hate those I hate where there's already tension on scene before we get there and they're yelling at us right when they, man, it's hard to concentrate.
1: Because
0: you're having to come at a bad time in somebody's yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, you're not coming there just to see, make sure the pizza's done. Half right.
1: the people were sad and upset. Mm-hmm. And the other half, it was more of me, 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 me. It was a really horrible. I felt sorry for the good side of that family. I did. I thought, what a fucking, I would be so embarrassed. You know, my dad just passed. Away. I can't imagine me and Tony been fighting over shit. I mean, oh, just, man, and yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I don't get that. Another funny scene that I was at where you were at. We had a, a guy and a woman, and this guy had hit this woman, and she had a fucking pop knot on her fucking head that would look like, looked like something off of Roscoe Jenkins. I mean, somebody was big old somebody right on her forehead, and she was complaining her back and neck, and the police got there, and they were putting a... They, they, were trying to, they didn't have a collar, and they were trying to you know get her to stay still, and the guy that hit her had knocked her through the fucking screen, and so he's coming to this, the deal, and he's talking to the cops, and they're like, go back in there and sit down. And he's like, I, I didn't mean to hit her. She slipped and blah, And sit down, sit down, sit down. And we went over this for five minutes till y'all got there. And y'all had been on a run to like Abilene, so Monday had to get there. And they got there. And that fucker, that's the whole thing he did. I finally said, so he said, shut the fuck up. You know, leave her the fuck alone. You done knocked her ass out. And this bitch was trying to plead his innocence already. Yeah. Can, Judge, can I talk to you over inside for a minute? <laughs> fuck no. We're trying to, But she was fucking. But I'll tell you afterwards who it was, and you'll.
2: Yeah, I don't remember that one.
0: Do you get training for, like, these tense situations? Like, you walk into a house and the family's squabbling and, and what to do with the body? Do, or is that just on-the-job training?
1: So, you get advice. <laughs> Remember that now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucked-up individual, too. But I like him.
2: One of the only people that's ever swung on me.
1: No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucker don't weigh 130 pounds dripping wet. <laughs> we, uh, I'll tell you a story real quick on him before you. He <laughs> he got got a DWI one night, and they called me to take his the car to the impound yard, so they didn't have to call Joe out. So I go up to the I go up to, to the scene. Michelle drops me off, and I'm getting his truck to leave. And I take his truck to the impound, and I get back in the cop car, and the cops can give me right ride home. And he goes, Jeff, Jeff, have you eaten tonight? It's like 30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah. He said, Well, he said. If you go back to my truck, he said, "There's some warm ribs in there, some barbecue I just got." He said, "You're welcome, to take it home and eat it if you want."
2: <laughs> he knew he was going to jail. H- How was them ribs?
1: I didn't take them. <laughs> I said it's already locked up, but I'm going to leave that for evidence. <laughs> but he, in his heart, he just—he's yeah. just a fuck drinking. That's yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's done anything else. I have no idea. But he's—he's—he hasn't helped himself in life any. Yeah. Let me see the
2: note. So that I know who we're talking about? I don't know if you even know him. I don't know him. But EMS has made me hate alcohol, man. Oh, I could see why. It's made me hate it.
0: Did you stop drinking
2: uh, about before or during your career? So I started EMS like June of 2009, and I quit drinking like November of 2009.
1: What you're saying about a drunk, though? You used to have a real funny saying.
2: So <laughs> I haven't seen very many unhappy drunks. You know what I mean?
0: not very many unhappy drunks yeah <laughs> Logan
1: lived across the street from us when he was going to school and we used to talk in the yard all the time and Hayley get a little mad at him sometimes man. and he'd say that all the time well, I ain't never seen an unhappy drunk <laughs>
2: <laughs> those were tough days on Haley man <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you say that, that you had a problem with alcohol looking back like, now like mentally what like do you mean? I
2: love the taste man and like I thought I had to drink every day really yeah
0: so how do how do you how do you stop? I Find know, something I just, better than alcohol? I just quit. That's it? Just yeah. one day you decided this, this is interfering too much?
2: No, it was over the, the course of, you know, after starting and, and seeing that when I was off, if I started drinking and there was a bad call, I couldn't go help. Right. Um, the day before you go back on, it's just irresponsible to have a hangover the next day, you know.
0: How many, what percentage of, of first responders do you think live that life?
2: A lot. That's the way that they they cope with uh-huh. the job. You know, uh, First responders. Period. It's 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 a stressful job. A lot of them deal with depression and don't do anything about it. And I think that's the way they cope is with alcohol.
0: You posted something not long ago. What's the suicide rate among first responders? Uh, I don't remember. It's it's two it's times
2: staggering. It's two times. I believe it's two times. Uh, other fields. Obviously, military is is way higher than first responders. But first responders is way higher than than you know any other field. And that's just one of those and it's things. Ri- it's rising. Yeah. It is rising. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what it's Rising. I don't know. Social media, throwing on
0: top of everything.
2: I'm sure that's a lot of it. I'm sure that's a lot of it. I don't know about y'all, but I stay mad all the time if I look at social media all the time. I try Are not to I t- No? I've been I, weaning I, I myself.
1: Do. I enjoy stirring the masses, which I'm sure you know that anyways. So I love to find things just to, a lot of my rants I'm really not that mad about. <laughs> yeah. I just like stir shit up all the time. It, it gives me pleasure, I guess. That's my that's my coping mechanism with life yeah. <laughs> is to fuck with people, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, and so I, there's some things that do piss me off. I, I, I'm pissed off at America and what she's become. I'm so sick of this black lives matter bullshit. All lives matter. If you don't think your fucking life doesn't matter, something's wrong with you. I'm not saying that black people's lives don't matter. They do. Right. But so does yours. Right. And so do brown people's. And so does every fucking everybody else's. Yeah. So I get sick and tired of all that shit. And I get sick and tired of people having to apologize for what color they are now. Yeah. You shouldn't get a free pass because you're what color you are. We live in the greatest country in the world. If you don't like if you don't like what you're fucking doing with life, get a job doing something else, or work I hard agree. to get it. I agree. You didn't become a paramedic. You didn't oh, wake up man. one day and said, "I'm going to be a paramedic tomorrow." And they said,
2: there you "Logan, go. you're no, a paramedic." No, no, no. You had to work for it. Uh, that that look I see on Zach's face when he's all tired and stuff. I remember that.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I've got so much respect for Zach because Zach's fucked up more shit, good shit, in his life because of Zach's personality, and he's grown up finally. Yeah. But Zach Zach is a great goose guide. Zach is good at everything he done. He went way up in the oil field and was making big money
2: He's one of those people when he's in, he's all in. Oh, fucking. He's in hunting
1: season around here. He's all in until fucking when the hunting gets tough. As soon as it gets hard, remember the year he was going to have the good zen, Andy? Mm -hmm. That fucker ain't got no good zen to him at all. Lasted
0: about 17 days. Yes.
1: No matter what happened, oh, good good zen, good zen. (laughs) This fucking's going to come crashing down quick. But he does. He's all in on everything he does. But. I, he he's working hard to do that, but you mm-hmm. have to work at anything you get. Oh, absolutely. You know, we absolutely. didn't. Me and Tony started a hunting business at the back of a fucking pickup. Right. You know, people are like, "Well, damn, yeah, you got a, your, you know, your business." Well, hell, we worked our ass off to get right. to it. You know, and you got a diploma from Texas Tech. Did they give it to you the first day you went to Lubbock? No. See, that's so everything got to work. I drink a lot of beer to get it. Yep. But people don't <laughs> want to work these days. No. So, anyways, that's I don't. That's, I, I, some social media shit really pisses me off, but. Most of, I don't trust most of it. Do you That's, trust the news?
2: I've got to where I don't really pay attention to it. But do you trust it? No.
1: Nobody does. I think the news has got less of a favorable rating than the, the Congress does. Nobody trusts that shit. That wouldn't shit. surprise me.
2: Um, back, to, back to
0: the suicide.
2: Uh, so I, I think the reason first responder suicide is going up is partially due to social media. And partially just because we don't we don't have an outlet. You think about guys your dad's age, whenever he first started. Yeah. Like, was there ever a time you felt like he was so depressed that that he? Could-
1: no, he was drunk all the time.
2: Well, then that goes back to that. That's their. Cult the thing, only thing that know? my the
1: only thing that saved my dad's life from drinking years ago, and he quit drinking thirty years ago. He was sober right. his last thirty years of his life, but the prior forty something years. Let's say from the time he was 18 to 40-something, 25 years of his life right there, he was drunk a lot. Right. And he would drink beer till about 5 or 6, and then he would drink cheap bourbon. Right, And he drank I mean, a lot.
0: backwards. I don't know how he, how he did that.
1: But he was a fireman. So for 24 hours, at ever 72, he had to be sober. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the only thing that kept him Going, I, I don't remember my dad. I mean, like Tony said, he coached kid baseball. Had mm-hmm. a fucking beer in his back pocket, one in his front pocket, a pack of cigarettes was smoking, smoking, dipping. I've seen my dad water ski, slalom, get up with a beer in his hand, a fucking cigarette in his mouth, and chew and water ski yeah. on a slalom.
2: And that's the other thing. Tobacco is huge, you know, among yep. first responders. And he quit all that at once, yeah. same day. He quit everything. Yeah. But,
1: but that was his way of, but. Most every all the firemen that I knew, most the older firemen that was with him, they all smoked. Mm-hmm. Should most all of them have died of lung cancer? You know, I don't know if Dad died from lung cancer or not. I mean, he had so many things, but it was it was. But a lot of his good friends did heart or lung cancer. Every one of them, but they all drank a lot. What would he do? Would he
0: would he wean himself off as the shift was coming up, or would he just go in? He'd
1: wake up buzzed. Wake up? No, I don't know if he ever buzzed. I don't know that he really ever had hangovers. He just he did it all the time. It was a different man, breed I, of man than it is today.
2: I tell people that all the time. That's how you keep from getting a hangover, just you keep just, drinking. You just yeah. stay drunk. But,
1: but he would, I mean, he would probably go to bed at 11 o'clock or midnight that, and sleep a different till breed
2: of man. That's what I was getting at is I feel like those those guys, I'm not saying it's soft to take your life, but I think like we're slowly getting softer.
1: Oh, that, there's no doubt. You it was They mean? wouldn't go pussy their way out.
2: Because men commit suicide more than women. And I think we're getting softer. Yeah, you know?
1: people don't like to face the music. Right, they right. take the easy road on and, everything.
2: And and I think being a cop, obviously, is getting harder, more stressful. Right, um, and I don't think they have an out. You know, like not an out. Like, they they have no way – yeah, they don't have an outlet.
1: Their family base is really off on that, and a lot of police officers. Not all of them, but you don't see very – in bigger cities especially. Small towns are so different. Mm -hmm. We are so sheltered in life, and we don't realize it. So many of us are so acclimated to the way we live that we think everybody else should be the same way. Right. And we're lucky. But you you see so many police officers in big cities – or divorced,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, their, their divorce rate is pretty high. Is I'm sure, real, I'm, I'm sure all first sure responders all first are, is real high,
1: and um, they don't have the family nucleus, they right. miss their kids' shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, your kids, anything they participate, you're in, aren't you? Or try to be there, unless I'm, you're on I'm, call. I'm, you
2: I'm lucky because you're the boss of, of the way. Well, it's not even that, it's the way things are set up where. We do our office hours for part of the day, and then we're able to be on call. So if the game's in town, I can be there unless I'm on a call. Right. Know?
1: But the, the free—it's like me being self-employed. I have a lot of freedoms. Being right. self-employed, everybody self-employed has more freedoms usually mm-hmm. than everybody else does. Right. You know, you may sacrifice making some money, but you have the freedom to go do right. something.
2: And, and I'm lucky in that if I need to take off, we've got guys that They'll are ready cover. to work. You know,
0: and the, and that helps. It, it does. says seventy-five percent is oh. the divorce rate amongst first responders. That's. And. And I bet if you That's took, it, I bet if you took three it, out of four,
1: and I bet if you you took it in towns of over ten thousand people, that the, the the small towns like here, I bet the the rates even is lower than it is there. Right. Um, but it's a, it's a horrible deal. But they don't have the family nucleus, and they don't have the, and you know they get the divorce, you got the kid, and you, you get to see your kid sometime, and then your kid gets the new parent, and then they're involved in their life more than you are because you're busy. It's just a
2: y'all y'all may think I'm crazy, but I think. And i believe believed this for a while, that if more first responders would, would get into anything like jujitsu, that would save a lot of that.
0: Anything. I mean, just any other yeah, – something not, to take your mind off right. that's healthy, healthy not, is. hey, Ted, let me go get drunk on my day off.
1: Ted Nugent told us on here that he uh he shoots a bow and arrow.
0: And that's his outlet. That's yeah.
1: his outlet. He said if Michael Jackson was, was shot bow and arrow, he'd still be alive today. He never right. would have done all the dope he'd have done. Right. But – I he's probably still a child molester, so who knows? But but it's just
0: it's just so that you can kind of decompress the day. You don't have to just because, let's face it. Whenever you drink, you just kind of sit there and you think about all You're your problems. You're just going to be depressed more. That's all you do is you yeah. just sit and think about your problems. Uh,
1: Someone that drinks alone is a dangerous drunk too. Yeah. yeah, that's the bad deal. If you go home and crack open a bottle of vodka by yourself, the reason you I need push, some help.
2: The reason I push jujitsu on people and I I really push it on my guys is because you have a bad day, either at home or at work or whatever, wherever, Um, and you go roll. You roll, you know, eight rounds, somebody trying to choke you the whole time, you forget about what was going on earlier. So you have majority of the day is bad. And for that one hour after you're done, like the drive home afterwards, you know, I feel great. Like on the way to jiu-jitsu, there'd be times that I wouldn't say a word to Tyler all the way to Abilene. He'd be over there like, you mad at me? like, nah, man, I'm not mad at you. Mm -hmm. And then we'd get done and I'd talk his ear off all the way home, you know?
1: (laughs) Dude, speaking of your kids, your daughter's a stud athlete, they say.
2: She's pretty athletic, yeah. That's what I've heard. I've yeah. heard
1: really, really she, talented.
2: She's got that dog in her, man. That's, she is competitive. That's what I've heard. Yeah. You know, if you don't give her something to compete in, she doesn't have it.
1: Someone told me that she's the next Nikki Moss, who's a girl Andy graduate with, who I think yeah. is the best girl athlete this town's had. Would yeah. you say that's pretty best girl athlete you've known? Probably all around. I mean, yeah. There's been yeah.
0: some others that just had
1: one or two things they were good. She was good at everything. Yeah. If, she be, as, if she was, if she was, would have been a guy. Everybody in the state would probably know who she was. She was a damn good athlete. Right.
2: Well, the only reason people think Paisley's good at basketball is because she can dribble the ball. I well, mean, that's.
1: But everybody says she's good at everything she does. So my question is, out of your kids, is she going to be the biggest badass of the fighters?
2: No, because she doesn't like it. She, she doesn't, doesn't care about the I have rolling. To force her to do jiu-jitsu. Now, when she did it, she was competitive. She, I mean, she
0: drag this she, a little closer to you.
2: She, uh, she probably in the beginning. She took it the most serious, even more than Tyler, and then when she got burned out and didn't like it anymore, she didn't.
1: So she's not you, know, you don't have to worry about her being the next Holly Holmes or Ronda Rousey.
2: Not right now. I think if one of these days she does get back into it, yeah, she'll she'll probably be very competitive if she does.
1: Would you like your daughter to be the next Ronda Rousey? No, not really. I don't I don't think I'd want to see my kid as a pro fighter.
2: No.
0: How do you how do you balance that between Hey, you're gonna do this, and hey, let's let's try to have fun while we're doing it with um, your kids.
2: I don't care if they're mad at me. That's, <laughs> um, I just try to have fun with them. It's hard. Well, man. and you and, lead by
0: example too. It's not yeah. like one thing. Like, hey, go run wind sprints up and down the block. Like you're there with them,
2: right? And that, I think that helps a lot. I think if you if you just stand there and yell at them, right? I think they're gonna be mad at you. But if she is like. Trying to beat me, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And she'll try to beat me. She's crazy.
1: Did <laughs> Gage mm-hmm. try to beat you?
2: Yeah. He almost beat me the other day. What in? Uh, we ran two and a quarter miles.
1: Well, he'll be catching them for that. Yeah. Day. You get Father Time's going to catch you uh, eventually there.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he went to regionals, didn't he? With the team. With, with the team? team. Yeah, he struggled last year with that three miles, man. That's I think his fastest was like 21 minutes.
1: Um, What about your – uh? Fighting, you think he'll ever be able to whip your ass? Not and I, and when I say that folks, I'm not talking about a fucking fist fight, I'm talking about jujitsu stuff. I have zero he's respect gonna, for any kid who thinks he's actually gonna physically beat his dad. He'll
2: train rough with me, but I don't know if he'll ever have that competitive streak like his sister, you know, like Tyler. Like they want they want to beat people, you know. Gage he just wants to work hard because I want him to work hard. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: He's trying to please you more,
2: yeah,
1: more that, so than
0: for himself. He right. don't have a lot
1: of dog in it.
2: That's him. that's that's why, you know, that's why he tried to beat me the other day. It wasn't because he's working so much. Like he wants to win. He wants to go to cross country meet and win, you know. But he also wants to get done and hear me say, "Hey, you did good, buddy." You know. Whereas Paisley, she doesn't care what I say.
1: <laughs> kids need that enforcement, that yeah. positive enforcement. Yeah. Though yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of our kids today don't have that. Yeah, I think a lot of parents. It, you got the kid that his parents, all they do is tell him how great he is. Right. You graduated right. with one of those. That's all they hear is how great they are. And then you've got the other kid who don't ever hear shit. Right. And I think there needs to be a fine medium. Absolutely.
2: And I, and I tend to grab too much. So I probably don't – and Tyler will probably tell you that, that I grab too much and didn't
1: you you know, know, compliment him enough. That's a fine line. It is. But kids need that positive enforcement. People do. Yeah. I bet them guys that wrestle with you, the guy that's not very good like Andy when he comes – when you give him a compliment, it makes him feel good.
0: Walk out with my chest. So I'm, yeah. pe- I'm peacocking. Andy's good. For don't the let, rest of don't the let Andy week. lie to you.
2: Andy's, no, good, I,
1: Andy's for, good at everything he does no and he works more, hard.
2: For no more than Andy trains, Andy's good. Yeah. I,
0: I, I, I am going to get better about it. The problem here is I got fucking hunting season that just wrecks half of my schedule, yeah. half of the year. And then I uh, I did kind of tweak my shoulder. but Kind of. Uh,
1: you whined about moped around for a month. It was pretty bad.
0: But as my kids get older, like it's hard right now because I've got a five-year-old and one that's going to be two mo- two month- two uh, years old in another couple of weeks. It's hard on the day, because we train Sunday here, it's hard to be like, all right, babe, I'm out of here. Have fun with the but kids. But
2: I-, I liked it that day you brought him with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was cheering for you? I yeah. love that, man. Yeah, he
0: kicked Zach in the head. Zach I got on top it. of me and
1: now, he stomped him. Andy's yeah. younger one? Yeah. He's got some dog in him. Yeah, and He's I'm got gonna, a lot this, of dog in him. This
0: is going to be something that I do with my kids whenever they get. I don't know what, like eight is when you probably should start them. Eight, nine, ten. Would yeah. eight be too young?
2: No, no. I think Gage was eight when I whenever he started.
0: So that's kind of what I'm looking at. But
2: Paisley was younger than that. She was six. She was mean, man. Oh, really? Yeah. And then she just kind of. Well, she started dancing too. Uh huh. Yeah, and she she fell in love with dancing.
0: But it, the the thing that is tough is you get to Sunday and you're like. Oh, I'm I gonna, think that's. I'm most gonna people. have to leave here. I'm gonna have to leave her with these two little fucking rugrats.
2: I think that's most people's problems. You know, they want to chill on Sundays.
0: Well, it's not just a chill thing for me. It's just that I feel bad having to leave Jesse with those two hoodlums because yeah. they fucking. You talk about mentally draining. Those Bring two him. little bastards.
2: Bring him. He can sit outside and watch. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I, I. I think it's
2: good for him to sit out there and watch. He I ain't gonna
1: sit though. Yeah. That's fine. Now he'd I be think, right in the middle of the shit.
2: I think. Well. I mean, you don't want him to get rolled on or nothing like that. He, that's you know he would be. That does scare me whenever kids come in the room because we roll off the mats. Like the there's a mirror in there because that's a dance studio, and uh, Carson Lewis shot on somebody, and they hit the mirror.
1: Yeah, that's Jamison would be right in the middle of the shit. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he's 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 got some dog in yeah. him though. I'm tell you a lot.
2: I'm talking about Reese. He's old enough, like he knows what's. Yeah, going Reese on. wouldn't
1: be, Reese would be good at watching and stuff, but yeah. but Jameson's one one the Andy's game andy's got little zach he's raising
2: yeah that's good that's good
0: problem is i was not zach like i was let's just do what we got to do and yeah keep our nose down work hard yeah don't don't make any waves and now i've got a little shithead for a two-year-old
2: man whenever zach was like a freshman i don't remember who told me this but i was like so is uh pretty good athlete like yeah they were like yeah He's uh he's a pretty good athlete. He's kind of a he's kind of a shit ass, but he's a good athlete. That's a very true thing to <laughs> say so, about him. So Charlie asked me about him one time. I don't mean me and you played a softball game together or something. Uh-huh. I told Charlie, I was like Saw Andy yesterday and uh and so he's asking me about you and Zach. And I was like, Well I heard that Zach was a little bit more of a shit ass than Andy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is too, and I mean that you know, Jeff gives me shit for not raising my boys the same. But you can't raise your kids the same because there's different personalities. Like, Zach wasn't raised the same way that I was. And, you know, he gives me shit for not raising my two kids We we did raise Zach
1: the same. We raised you guys all the same. Zach was just a different personality. No, you
2: had – there
0: was a different set of rules. You treated Zach differently than you did me. You were much more – There's no way I could treat Paisley
2: the way I treat Gage. What do you mean? I was harder on you?
0: No. You were harder uh. on Zach. Well, fuck, Zach I had to be. He's not in prison what, right that's, now. That's why. But that's what I'm saying. You're giving me shit for raising my kids differently when you did the same thing with Zach. You couldn't let Zach just run. You had to no. keep your thumb on him. Where are you going? What time are you going to be home? Where with me, I got to just leave the house, and when I came home, I came home. You trusted me to make good decisions. You knew Zach wasn't going to make those good decisions.
1: That, that, that's the, the. All three of you boys were raised kind of the same, and all three of you are kind of different, except Payne is a lot like you. He is. He's pretty anal, and he's got... He's quirky like you are. Zach's a free spirit like his mom. that's Zach's deal. Your deal is your boys, one of them is scared to death to eat a piece of candy, and the other one don't give a fuck. He just gets what he wants whenever he wants to. The other one got in trouble all the time. The other one, young one, don't. I just feel sorry for Reese.
2: You just got to pick your battles. I think that's the first kid thing, man.
1: Oh, it it, it is. That's what it is. And if they had a third kid, that motherfucker would be raising himself like a gypsy because the way they (laughs) went down from the second one.
2: Man, I... Everybody I talk to, you know, their their first kid is like they are on their grade, you know, yeah. they they probably care the most about sports, you know, and then the next kid or the last kid, they don't even shit, you know. <laughs> the
1: the worst person the worst people in the world are people that have one kid, it seems like. Yeah. That fucking kid they put on this fucking pedestal about shit. Yeah. I mean I noticed that when we did we, we did traveling baseball with Zach. And he was the second kid and he wanted to play baseball, so we did travel baseball. Them other fucking parents, 90% of them, not all of them, they fucking thought they were raising fucking uh, the next Josh Hamilton. I mean, fucking everything about it. And then Payne played for a little bit. The first, when, when Zach did it, we went through all that junior junior high sports is when people fucking come out of the woodwork. Yeah, We did that with Andy. We did that was that we did with pain. So uh, by the time pain was there, it wasn't that big a deal to us. It right. was important for us to be there, but right. it, we didn't live our life through fucking junior high sports or travel baseball. Right. Them fucking parents, I noticed that the the ones with the w- only one kid, they're the fucking worst. Yeah. And some of them are listening here right now, dude. Let off your kid a little bit. Give him some freedoms. Let him make. some. Oh, I was
2: I was I was so hard on Gage and everything, and then it was jujitsu that made me like back off because I wanted him to be the best, you know, and I burned mm-hmm. him out. And he told me he wanted to quit. You can't leave like, your dreams for your kids. And I was like, "You're not going to quit. I'll, leave, you know." And so, for a long time, just as long as he was training, I didn't care, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just can't. You you got to let your kid. Russell Wilson's dad said it best to hit Russell Wilson when he was young. He said, "Why can't it be you? You know, why mm-hmm. can't you be the next superstar?" Blah, blah, blah You don't have to push your kid to do it. You know, mm-hmm. give them some, you know, some positive reinforcement and mm-hmm. help them achieve anything they want to do, but don't. Let them know they can achieve anything they want to, but don't live your life through your kids. And you see that for all the fucking time. I mean, we've got a guy that hunts with us, his kid. He was going to be the next superstar quarterback at the University of Texas. He was going to be this. He was Mm going to be that. He's going to be this. He's a great kid. He never achieved all that shit his dad wanted him to do. His dad acts like he's disappointed in him now sometimes. He's a good kid. I
2: think for your kid to play D1 or really any college and be great at it, it's going to take a work ethic from them that you yeah. can't force them to have, or
1: genetics that they're well, blessed with. Well, yeah, genetics. With. You obviously. can't you can't get by with the spells blood. No, I mean, you either got it or you don't. Right, but but you have to work. A lot of kids at Division one schools or big superstars don't work. Right. They're blessed genetically, right. but
0: that's also as far as they go too. That, right. That,
1: you're right. Well, we had a guy. In, we had a, we had a guy hunt with this. It's an NFL uh, player guy, personnel work. I think he worked for the Cowboys even. But he told he, he told me one time the difference between the guys that make the big second and third contracts mm-hmm. are the guys that continue to work. Right. He said, That's right. why you see so many guys get that big free agent contract and they fucking disappear. And you know they're two years in and people are cutting them and shit. And he said, Because they busted their ass to get that big check mm-hmm. and they got all that security now. They don't care no more. Right. He said the true superstar is the guy who get busts his ass to get multiple contracts. And you know, and I think that's that way at Division One football. Some kids get that scholarship and they never you know, Tom Brady works his ass off. He has to because he don't have a lot of athletic ability. At right. So, do you think that's fair? Yeah. But he works hard. Right. If Andy would have had Zach's athletic ability, the way Andy worked, Andy would have really done something. Right. But he wasn't blessed with Zach's athletic ability. Or if Zach would have worked as hard as Andy did at shit. Man. He would have been. He Zach could have played Division I baseball, you know, if he would have just worked a little bit.
2: Can you imagine as much as he puts into jiu-jitsu if he would have put that into anything else? I mean, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't get to see it. I mean, I know you see it some. But Zach will come over to my house and roll multiple rounds, and like work his ass off every round. Like some people will, like roll hard once, yeah. You know, like even Tyler, living with me as long as he did, you were gonna get one good round out of Tyler. Was Zach every round is good? He's gonna, he's gonna try to kill you every round.
0: Well, I also think that some of that has to do with he what he, he's good at it. But he's also not the best at it. Like he's not the best in the room. When he was playing sports, he would be the best in the room. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was in junior, he was the best player out there. When he was in high yeah, school, he yeah. was one of the best players out there. Yeah. Now he's in something where he's got the potential to be good, but he's not the best person. That's that makes sense. Playing. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was the best drinker. That's doing yeah. best yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, I think I think that I think that is why Zach is now pursuing this. More right. is because he's he's pushing himself. Yeah. There's something about it. Like whenever you get to the top of something, you just kind of like, ah, fuck, I'm done with that. And I think that was a little bit of what Zach ran into in high school sports. He's just he was, he was the best person that's on the field. So fuck, let's.
1: I don't have to do anything extra. Yeah. Dad told me one time. He said, you know, he said I relate a lot to Z. I go, how's that? He goes, I always had the shiniest woman in the room. He said, every time Zach brings a new one around, he said they're always shiny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're going to get him in trouble.
1: Well, there's not – that Shelby should be happy. She is shiny. I mean, that's what you should th- – I'm good looking, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have married your mom if she was ugly. Yeah. I wouldn't went out with her more than once. So, with this corona deal, with the COVID,
0: what – I mean, now we got jujitsu. It's finally opened back up. What, what? When's the end coming for this? We're now seeing where the CDC is saying that the levels are getting to a point where it's not going to be considered a pandemic anymore.
2: I don't know. Uh, and you were
0: saying is. before, you've not run on a COVID
2: patient. Personally, no. That you know of. That, that I know of. That I know of.
1: It, th- let me ask you, from, from a medical standpoint, if this was as bad as they say it is. And now, for someone that knows people, I know some people I know people have died from this. It right. can be, it's bad. Right, Just genetics on some people, it, it really it fucks up. But so does the flu and other things. Mm-hmm. But if it was as bad as they want us to scare us into thinking it would... Half the inner cities would be dead from all that marching, and I mean, why would they not be spreading it back and forth just like everybody else? Now they right. say is like I just K Texas today says that Trump's rally in Tulsa is one of the big reasons for this big outbreak. Well, what why? about all the protests? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why, why? Why are they any different? I've i felt for
2: you know several weeks now that the protests were a reason for a it's lot like, of the spikes. You know, well, of course they we, have to be. There's a bunch of people we did, together. We did we did good through May. And then it was like, man, it was like a couple of weeks into June, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, whenever, mm-hmm. The, whenever the numbers shot back up. It was yeah. right
1: after all that shit happened. That's what I thought. That's, so what I thought. That, that's what I'm saying. But they act like that don't have nothing to do with it. Right. But, but do you see a bunch of people in the inner cities dying? No. So one of my friends is a fireman paramedic
2: in Houston, and I keep up with him periodically. And he says, from his standpoint, he's not seen any changes.
0: In the call volume or anything like that? In the call like volume.
2: That? Yeah. And he, he says he works in the ghetto.
1: Are the hospitals full of dead people?
2: So whenever they were trying to tell us Houston was full, I would ask him and he'd say no.
1: See, it's, that's what I mean about the media. Yeah. They lie about. Right. How, who the fuck makes these choices to yeah. tell these people this stuff? I mean, that, that's, I just don't understand why we lie to people. If it wasn't for social media, this corona deal would have never even taken place. I agree. I agree.
2: It would never take place. We might have known that there was something, right? And we would have complained about something. But I don't think we would have known near this much.
1: We wouldn't have felt it was this bad. We wouldn't have had all the looting and riots either. You might have had it just in that area, right? But it wouldn't be everywhere, right? I mean, we just. Social media has not been good for our country. No. But but this Corona deal, they, the news makes it worse than it is. I think so. I mean, we've got a guy south of here in a little town I read. he's not, They had to put him on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. And that's usually not a good sign. No. and But for our whole area, you take outside of Abilene and Wichita Falls, and you take a 100-mile circle around here, and we're talking maybe one, two people. Well, if you had told me, listen, we're going to shut everything down for one or two people within a 100-mile circle of you, People thought you lost your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just, I mean,
0: and now we got the mask. You got to wear a mask everywhere now, and I mean, it just—I don't know. How many people? I, I don't know what the end game. I don't know either. I think the end means.
1: game is the vaccine. That that when they get a vaccine, that's but then nobody wants want. to do it because they think they want to put a chip in you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what they want. They want to say we're going to keep you locked
1: down till the vaccine, and then or the election. Or the once election. the elections over, then. When Trump wins again, then everything's gonna be fucking. Right. They're gonna be pissed again, but they'll have, they, they can't bitch at him for four years. Right. Uh, cigarette smoking probably the most dangerous thing, or people being fat. I don't I smoke think those, but I'm fat, but those are the two biggest killers are, in the world. Right. They sell every fucking thing you can go to the grocery store and buy prepackaged. If they really gave a fuck about our health, they wouldn't let. They wouldn't sell cigarettes and they wouldn't sell fucking ho
2: Right. But but it's none of their business.
1: Th- th- I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Just like it's
2: not their business whether I get COVID or not. What th- what? I don't.
1: I don't sm- I've never. I have never smoked anything in my entire life, including crack. That's good. Yeah, I'm trying. Tell you not a crack at it. That's been the tough one. But if I want to eat something, that's my choice. Absolutely. And if something happens to me, I know it's because of Jeff Stanfield. I don't blame nobody. Right. Else. Right. Now, if I get lung cancer, that's just some shitty bad luck because I never right. smoked a cigarette in my life. Right. But it, it could happen. You can't. You can't control everyone's lives. You can on What's good or bad. For you them. can't. Absolutely not. And I used to be a big proponent of marijuana being illegal. But I think, for health reasons, I think legally it should be a th- something to do. Now, I Medically, f- you mean? Me- no, I, I don't give a shit if they sell the fucking shit at Allsup's no more. Put tax on it, put some standards on it, where, where people aren't buying this lace shit. With right now, we got people, we got this fucking marijuana in our area right now that's being laced with fucking meth.
2: Uh, one of the funniest calls, I forgot about this now that you say that, is... Uh Guy on uh, synthetic marijuana. That shit's bad. That's bad. Man. That's dangerous. Th- this guy was—he was hilarious. Was he was, seeing <laughs> shit or what? <laughs> yeah, kinda. I think mostly just paranoid. His paranoia. Man, he was hilarious. <laughs> Fucking smoking potpourri. <laughs> he, I mean, I mean, he w- he was fine, but he was just—he was just funny.
1: That, but that 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 shit's dangerous as hell. The this, this synthetic. But yeah. But if they put a standardized marijuana out there, I don't know how to do it. Where people know what they're getting. It's just marijuana and you're not getting it laced with meth and PCP and all that other shit. Right. And they tax it. And we come up with a system where you can't drive like a DWI where it's actually where they can really test it right there in the car. And I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know either. But if we could come up with that, I don't have a problem with it. Because so many people that are in pain. I mean, I've seen people that have seizures and shit and it helps them. Why would you keep that from people? And if they want to do medical marijuana and say, listen, we're going to give it to you where it's in a fucking pill. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I'm good with that. Yeah, you know that's, and I, you know that. But so I, I'm for that, and so I think with some of our freedoms that we, we we've infringed on a lot of our freedoms. Mm-hmm. And you can't pick and choose, and I think that's what we're doing with right. this Corona right. stuff. We're picking and choosing what we're going to tell people they can and can't do. I can't imagine telling a business that you can't be open. Uh, that's ridiculous to me. It's constitutionally not. I great. don't. I don't understand how you can do
2: that. If, I don't, I don't if that's somebody's way of yeah. generating money, I don't see how you can tell them they can't do
1: it as long as it's legal. You and, it's, and you see these fuckers on, on, on Facebook, you know, that's everybody's social deal, and they're like, you need to stay home, blah, blah. You're getting a fucking government check. Mm-hmm. You're not having to feed your family. That guy that owns that fucking landscaping business or the liquor store or the bar, that's how he feeds his family. Right? I mean, the guy's making six figures years, busted his ass. He's got a successful bar somewhere in downtown Memphis, let's say. Like, and now you're telling him to stay fucking home, mm-hmm. but Walmart's open. And you can go spend all your money there. You can right. go to Amazon. Right. Well, that's not fucking American way of doing shit. Right. No. Nope.
0: I don't know. And y- and you align with me more politically, as you kind of see both sides. And you're just all about like, hey, let's just you you have personal freedoms.
2: I just want to be left alone. You know what I mean? And That's the thing. <laughs>
0: like, just don't get in my shit. I won't get in your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can all yeah. We can all live kumbaya. And I don't I don't know what the fucking end game is with this. Uh, with this Corona deal, and I, I don't know.
2: Like it's I de- thought, this it's definitely suspect. With all the a lot of the
0: shit. You know. Like first we were gonna flatten the curve. Okay, I'm fine with that. Let's let's do what we got to do to flatten the curve. We flattened it. We flattened it. And now it's well. Let's hold off hmm. and let's see what we do
1: later on. Maybe
0: the, let's see if we get a vaccine. Then we can maybe the death
1: up. rate has flattened way down. Yesterday, we only had like 200 people that died in the whole country on it. I mean, it's the death rate has went yeah. way, way down. The amount of people tested has gone way up. Right. Fuck Joey Gallo, the place for the Rangers, has taken eight tests, four positive, four negative. So why the fuck would anybody trust fucking... You oh, know?
2: yeah. I don't trust the test at you know, all. We
1: got a couple that we know that the man has it and the woman don't have it. They live in the same house. Right. Well, if it fucking can jump through a fucking mask and grab your ass, right. first, they got to test you. They got to stick a fucking Q-tip down to your fucking lungs and mm-hmm. tickle them. But the mm-hmm. motherfucker's going to jump out and grab you, mm-hmm. walking by. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a virologist or whatever the fuck you call them guys. But something don't add up. And if the prisons if masks, worse. Don't let the motherfuckers out of prison. Just give them a mask. Yeah.
0: So what do, you, do you, they've canceled the jujitsu tournament? Are they canceling like all jujitsu
2: tournaments? They haven't canceled them yet. Uh, IBJJF, which is the main association I go to. They've canceled all for the year. But AGF is another association I go to. Um they're they're still putting tournaments on. They are. Yeah.
0: Are they doing like a screening before you enter, like taking I your temperature or anything? I have no
2: idea. You have uh, to take
1: a temperature, go to a fucking casino.
2: I have I have no idea what what they're gonna do. Uh, I think they've had two or three this summer. I don't know I don't know if they're requiring, you know, spectators to wear masks. I don't know.
1: Some of the stupidest shit I've seen. I saw at the grocery store if you use a credit card, they got a plastic thing over where you punch your numbers in, yeah. so you don't put germs on it. On the but, thing. but everybody touches the same fucking piece of plastic on top of the numbers. So, so what's a fucking difference?
2: So I saw somewhere somebody said that uh, that's that's so it's easier to clean. It's easier to wipe off.
0: It's an easier surface to. Yeah, no, I could see that then. In fact, yeah. that
1: Cause makes was more like, sense.
2: Because I, I was like you. you, I made fun of it, and then somebody was like, "Well, that's," Ill. and I was like, "Oh, okay," you
1: know. But that's what I was saying. I was like, what the fuck? We're all yep. touching the same fucking thing. That's it exactly what I thought, man. And then the first time I went to the casino, they used the thermal, the, or not the thermal, they used the one where they touch your forehead. Yeah. Well, fuck, you touch every motherfucker with the same shit. Right. Now they got the gun they put on you.
2: Yeah.
1: Whoever invented that, some bitch is smart. How hey, you can tell fucking temperature by a fucking gun that don't even in the air. That just, science is some amazing shit.
0: So what's next for Logan Morrow? You're, uh, you're training every day? Every day. And that's just, more than anything, that's just for your mental health.
2: Yeah, and uh, the plan was to be a world champion, too, but that got canceled.
0: So when will you get your black belt?
2: I have no idea. Probably not soon. Not soon? Probably not.
0: Probably just because not. of corona or just because you're you know, no, early uh, in your black belt
2: phase? I think I've, I've only been training seven years, you know. I feel like you got to put in your time.
0: Do you think that uh, the guy that you train under will, like, throttle you back make sure you get your 10 years before you get your black belt?
2: I don't know. I don't know. So he he, uh, he can't personally give me my black belt because it has to be – I think you have to be a uh, second-degree black belt. So it would have to be one of the guys over him.
0: So how does a second-degree black belt work? You go just, through all this shit again?
2: Do, you, like, you just keep training. Yeah, I mean – Like, we're under Hobson Mora. Hobson Mora is a Hall of Famer legend. And so, Tanchi's technically under him and a guy named Jeremy from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I I can't remember what uh, degree Jeremy is. Jeremy may not be able to promote black belts. But anyway, yeah, you just keep training. So, Hobson can promote uh, Jeremy and Tanchi because he's – I mean he's a legend. I mean he's like probably eighth, ninth degree black belt. Jesus. He's been training since he was like twelve, thirteen years old and he's like forty.
0: Have you tra what's the highest belt that you that you rolled against?
2: Uh probably Bruno Bastis from Midland. What is he? Man, I can't remember. He's like three or four. Did you do he's okay? High level. no. No? No. He takes it easy on you. I mean he's huge. Really? Huge, yeah. He's like two sixty. Well with
0: a name like Bruno. Yeah. You expect a big guy.
2: Yeah. Like, he foot-swept me the other day so easy. Really? Yeah, like, I really thought I was going to take him down.
0: Now, is it technique with these guys, or is it, is I it feel like physical ability?
2: Both. With him, he's a he's a very physical person, big, strong guy. Like, you pat him on the back, and you're just like, golly, you know? <laughs> but I feel like he took it easy on me. Mm-hmm. You know, after he foot-swept me, I feel like he, he just kind of was using technique and stuff, and I was going hard, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but jiu is kind of a, a little guy. Can thrive in it because oh, yeah. he can he can manipulate
2: his body and uh, so the guy at Zombie that's been training the longest is Cesar Rodriguez and he's 130 pounds and he can pretty well control you know anybody that walks in there
0: can can he, so he can he can control you
2: no but I have a lot of weight on him right you know uh, me and Caesar have some battles really yeah. but
0: even at 130 pounds yeah he's if, going against you at 190 and if, he's
2: if he was my size he would kill me. Yeah, does he cat quick? He doesn't really try to use a whole lot of athletic ability. It's crazy. He's just so technical, just leverage. And he just yeah. lets you yeah. kind
0: of make a mistake.
2: I wouldn't even say that. Like he'll attack, but it's not like anything that you're like, oh, that was super fast. Mm-hmm. You're just like, how is he doing this to me? You know, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> the master. That's the yeah. thing
0: about jujitsu is you get in these positions and you're like, how the fuck did I end up here?
2: Yeah, yeah. If I just if I just tried to flow roll with Caesar, he would he would demolish me.
0: Flow roll means you just kind of yeah, just, if, just if, let everything fall, yeah, where it may.
2: If if I just try to use technique and that's it, yeah, he'd demolish me, and I'm 190 pounds. He's 130.
0: And that's why I th- I, th- I just I think it's so important for all first responders, especially cops. Just you know, you owe it to the people that you're gonna be in contact
1: with. You owe so it to go home safe. to your, one yourself.
2: Of, one of one of the videos I use is a there was a fireman that uh called an Uber and I don't remember what city it's in. You could probably look it up. Uh, he he started assaulting the Uber or taxi driver, whatever it was. Well, they called the cops on him. Mm-hmm. Fireman was drunk. Cop gets there, and this fireman is working this cop. He's on top of him. He's like neon belly on top of him. And the cop ends up getting up somehow and and shooting the, the fireman. And I think if, that fireman would have wanted to hurt that cop he could have because he's on top of him, yeah. you know. If I remember right, he was punching him a few times, but I think he was kind of drunk, so it wasn't like he was hurting him. But if that guy would have been completely sober and had, like, like he really wanted to hurt that cop, I think he would have hurt him bad. And but he was hitting the cop? Yeah, I think so. And I know he was on top was just, of him. And the cop was just at he his could, mercy. He couldn't, he couldn't get up. I think the fireman finally let him up, and he, like, tried to run away or something, and uh, the cop shot him.
0: It's just such a you it's don't just play such stupid a,
2: games. Yeah, you don't you don't fight cops, man. No, it's you, dumb.
0: Well, I mean, it's just such a dangerous time, and I just don't know why.
2: But going back, I think if the cop had been training, he would have never ended up in that situation and had to shoot a fireman because now he shot another first responder. They're right. both in the same city. He probably knows his firehouse. You know,
1: I don't know that. Right. Could have been bad blood between them, and could have yeah. been not. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 incident in Minneapolis where the guy were. The guy had his neck on the back of George Floyd's neck. What? The, so there was. There's been some rumors. That what they said was he was lying when he said he couldn't breathe because he could talk. But actually, so that particular position, he's just not getting blood to his head. Is that what it ended up being?
2: So when we first learned how to longboard, somebody in EMT school, they told us never. Uh, put a combative patient face down on a board because you'll suffocate them. Um, they call it positional asphyxia. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've always been told is just because you're talking, doesn't mean you're making gas exchange. So he could be talking, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean he's making gas exchange.
0: I mean, he's not turning car- oxygen into carbon dioxide.
2: There, right. So um, there so was a, there was another one in the in the Metroplex area, very similar. But the guy hung himself. Is that the one you're talking no, about? No, where the, the the cop the cop had this guy face oh, down. Oh yeah, it was the white guy this yeah, time. Yeah, that's why we don't know about
1: it. <laughs> and uh, Shaver kid was his last name too. Was it? Yeah, I think Daniel Shaver. Anyway, he uh, same way he was
2: unconscious when EMS got there, and by the time they got him in the ambulance, they were like, "Oh, he doesn't have a pulse." Mm-hmm. Um, but so just- yeah, that's a thing. Like positional asphyxia is a thing.
0: And I just don't know, you know, the, the cop. He, he'd been a cop for twenty plus years. You had to have known that that Some, having your knee on this guy's neck was gonna
1: that whole thing stinks. That just yeah. don't there, nothing a, about that looks right. A bad situation.
2: Yeah, I but, don't, I but, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess in that position, he could have possibly not been getting blood to his head mm-hmm. because he had his knee on his neck. But I think that had more to do with he had his arms behind his back. Right, he couldn't reach and to where his diaphragm could work. You right.
0: Know? What a fucking bad way to die.
1: Mm-mm-mm. So
0: I mean, we- you've been choked before, so you know oh, what yeah. it's like. I mean, could you imagine? For eight minutes, yeah. you're just slowly, your lungs are just slowly not oh. getting what they need to work?
2: I read a good article by a doctor who was also a reserve cop, mm-hmm. and he wrote it for a police department. And uh, he goes into the science of it. It was really good. I don't. I don't know if y'all if y'all have the time to try to look that up. It's pretty the good.
0: science of of the George Floyd incident. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And it, this was long before. I mean, th- I think this was several years ago that he wrote this, and I don't even remember what police department it was for. But he explains why, you know, holding somebody face down like that, why
1: that kills them. Have you uh Have you ever had your ass choked out? Where you passed out? No, you have tapped out every I've time tapped out that. Every time. What's well, been an interesting podcast, Logan? Does your wife realize that she hit the lotto when she married you? <laughs> I she remind never, her. She I never. She us. never gives me a straight <laughs> answer when I ask her that. Um, no, I'm lucky, man. Like you,
2: just think about all the dudes out there that catch shit for going to training. Like she encourages it. She's like, "If that I'm, is very good." If I'm like lazy and like, "Man, I don't want to train today," she's like, "No, you need to go roll." You know. Does she
0: notice on that? Your does she notice that your mood is different if you don't? Uh,
2: I'm sure that's probably why she. Uh, You're why she encourages today. it so much?
1: It's <laughs> probably why. I'm going to tell you what she she was an angel with my dad. I really appreciate so much what she done. She yeah, was She thought the world of him. She went above and beyond. She done everybody at that hospital done a really good job and yeah. I'm, I'm so love, I'm I I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Dad had a good life. Dad's ending was really good. I mean it was not good on the way he died, but suffering, right. but where he was at and those ladies that's my done a damn good job. I can't find that. And his last ambulance ride was, was yeah. was ride was that? Yeah. That was always his went the ride was that? That and riding a helicopter. You know, I'll tell you a story real quick. We were in we were at Wichita one time, and he was coming home, I think after having his lungs, after half a lung taken out and stuff, and it's like, well, you're, you're going to come home, and I was like, well, are they going to send an ambulance? Dad said, no, I want to ride a helicopter. Said, what? He goes, I pay the fucking insurance. They can fly me back. I said, Dad, huh. I said, they don't fly you back home in a, ha- in a helicopter.
0: It's not an Uber.
1: I'm paying $69 a fucking month, by God. They, every time I'm going to fly in that, they give a reason not to. So he was pissed off he never got to fly on the helicopter. Dang.
0: I'm glad that you came out here just because um, a couple podcasts back I said, you know, these cops, they need, uh, this is what they need. All first responders that are having to deal with humans on a day. Everybody, uh, everybody needs it. I mean, housewives, because you say first responders, but they're there after the fact. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, cops can't be everywhere. Good people, you can't, you can't put your life in other people's hands. Right. So... Pick up a jiu-jitsu class it's everywhere now. It's not like it was, you know, 10 or 15 oh, years ago. Everywhere. I mean, we've got it out here in BFE, Knox yep. City. So yep. I'm sure wherever you're listening at, there's a jiu-jitsu class, there's a wrestling class. Just figure out how to control yep. control somebody's body Yep. if you get in a bad situation.
1: Well, Logan, we appreciate you being we on here. We appreciate you coming out. We've Absolutely. gone almost an hour and a half. And so I appreciate long. appreciate what you did for Knox City.
2: Glad to.
0: Go be a badass. We'll talk to you later, guys. Uh, thanks for listening.